What's it, the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to you in your life? The time my sister almost drowned me. Childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this is Movies Our Dad Made Us Watch, the podcast where three siblings turned friends, turned enemies, turned frenemies, discuss the movies their dad made them watch and that they reluctantly learned to love. All right, and welcome back to Movies Our Dad Made Us Watch, and um, joined tonight by Kara. I'll say hi, Kara. Hi. And we are missing our beloved sister, Emma, who is ill, but we've decided that given our track record of how ill we are as a family, um, pretty much <laughs> waiting until everyone is not ill is never going to happen. So we and sold And Emma her had her, her moment of glory That's with true. her own episode with Ricky. Yep. And now it's mine. Yep. So uh, I'm so excited to do this movie with you, though, because Me too. I think we're doing. Is this your favorite movie? I think it might be. I think it might be my favorite lighthearted movie, not favorite like screenplay, filming, music, blah, blah, blah. But just like favorite movie. Yeah. OK, we're going to do like favorite comfort movies in a minute. But it is the absolute classic uh, kind of a gem Yes. Um, undiscovered gem for a lot of people. Return to Me, starring Minnie Driver. Do you remember Minnie Driver? I didn't remember Minnie Driver. Oh, man. I remember Minnie Driver had a moment. Wasn't she in About a Boy with Hugh Grant? Was she the mom? No, that was... Uh, oh, you're right. That was um, What's her Tony name? Collette. Yes, Tony Collette. I don't know why I put her in that. That's so crazy. The but only thing I know Minnie Driver in is she was in a show about... Oh my gosh, did it have the same title kind of like oh, about, it was a about a boy? It was yes, a show. That's a later thing yes, that she did. It was okay, after that. I wasn't crazy. Okay. All right. So we do so she was there. But she ha- she was having kind of a moment at Return to Me um when when the movie came out and co-starring David Duchovny of X-Files fame. Was it is this peak like this was this the most famous David Duchovny got? Like end of X-Files like they kind of put him in some movies and then they abandoned it. When I don't know. I was too young for X Files. Okay, yeah, he was. There was like a big thing, and then I think he and Manny Driver. It both felt like they're on the upswing. This is going to okay. be great, and then it ended up they didn't do a whole he lot. He did. He was in Californication, which ran for a long time on like HBO, but it was a very like gritty, R-rated type of drama. It's like yeah, What's that we were not allowed to watch. Obviously. Well, so, yeah. So, I mean, good. Well, I'm sure they both had careers that were fine. But in terms of being stars, in terms of, like, headlining a movie, this is probably as big as they each got. Sure. Um, so, uh, can you read a synopsis for... Because I know there's probably a lot of people that may have not have not seen, seen this movie. This. Okay. And they should. And this podcast is going to convince them to do that. Every time I read a synopsis, I'm just, like, Googling it. And I'm reading the first thing that comes up. So, don't yell at me. I'm just doing what the internet has given me. Okay. Heartbroken and struggling emotionally after his wife's death in a car accident, Bob Ruland, David Duchovny, agrees to go on a blind date set up by his friend Charlie. Though the date fizzles, we'll talk about that later. Sparks fly between Bob and the waitress, Grace, Minnie Driver, a recovered heart transplant patient with intimacy problems of her own. When Bob discovers Grace's heart came from his own organ donor wife an unusual romance blossoms between the two it's not entirely accurate the blossom 
happens before he realizes where the heart came from. Oh, right, right. Yeah. But that's true. I mean, it's generally true. Here's something I didn't realize. It's directed by Bonnie Hunt. Right. Yeah. Well, that was... And written. By Bonnie Hunt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's... This is her movie. And so we love you, Bonnie Hunt. If you... um, ever need anything we are available we will drop what we're doing we are at your service because this is a, a uh, family movie classic yeah so how many so we use a scoring system of self high fives because my dad invented giving yourself a high five if no one's available to high five you yeah so how many self fives oh would you, five five of five okay to the max I think I I think I'm you're gonna get mad at me but I think I'm like four I'm like I'm there's room for improvement. Where? I mean, various places, <laughs> but I, I I do love the movie. I think it's great. I think it's charming. I I wish Emma was here because I think Emma is like a 5 out of 5 as yeah, well. Emma is also 5 out of 5 for sure. So, but the okay, I will say this. The only thing that holds me back from giving this like a 5 out of 5 is it's it's a weirdly paced movie. Like the pacing of the movie it they, sometimes are watching scenes that you're not even sure exactly how it like why we're watching this scene mm-hmm. um and so it's it's a lot of like slice of life and so here's the thing i think this movie's better as a home move like a home movie experience coming in and out watching it as a comfort show i think it would have been weird to see in the theater yeah i could see that it doesn't feel like a theater movie to me in terms of like like it feels almost in, in a good way. It's like a comfort television show, like a made-for-TV movie that you just discover. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a TV vibes. Yes, it does. But in like a good way, like a comfort show way. I wonder who went to see it in theaters. Like who saw the trailer and was like, "I'm definitely gonna go see that." Well, okay, that's a great point because the David Duchovny people, like his team at this point, are like the X Files people. Yeah. So this is not. Like, That's not their speed. Like David Duchovny in like a spy thriller. Sure. They're going to like, yeah. this is a weird left turn for Dave. I like to call him Dave. Dave. For Dave As Duchovny. <laughs> um, DD. And uh, the, and, and maybe many driver fans. I don't know. And also the, the, the one sentence summary of this is what's the one sentence summary that, that uh, Bonnie Hunt's character gives. Bob has, no, Grace has Bob's dead wife's heart. Yeah, that's a weird, <laughs> like, come see this movie where Grace has Bob's dead, dead wife's, wife's heart. heart. You have to, like, think about, like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I think we, we love it. Uh, and we're going to go hit our favorite scene in just a second. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the, if you... Just heard a weird glitch there. That's because we, Ricky doesn't understand how to use technology and I messed it up. So I was in the middle of telling an Apple Watch story. So we knew that Emma was sick because she had not done any activity and we're close enough as family members that we all share health information. Yeah. And so now that's like, my my fear is honestly that our mother at some point will like get an Apple Watch and then look in on our health and be like, Kara, you haven't walked at all today. Are you doing Okay. Kara, you're moving too much. They already track us. You're burning too many calories. You need to like, <laughs> it's going to turn into that. But uh, that's why Emma, Emma's not here because she's, she's, she's ill. But the, uh, I think it's just an excuse because I'm killing her in the, 
the health challenge this week. Yeah. Just saying. Might be. I think she's faking an injury. You know, that kid that like you're playing some uh, sport. My like, knee. Oh, my knee. And then it's like all of a sudden they can't do it anymore. That's you, Emma. Um, all right. So uh, best scenes, best lines. We're going to start with Emma's again. Okay. Emma's favorite scene is the bedtime chaos scene, but I think she actually means the scene where Joe invites a priest over to have a blind date with Megan. I'm sorry. Grace. And Megan is trying to get dinner ready. Grace is there because she's always there. The kids are being absolute monsters. And one of the kids is just banging on the piano. And he says, would you stop with the piano? Megan. Megan. And his wife is Megan. His wife's Megan. It's so relatable because like every parent has that thing. Like, daddy, you can't do that anymore. Daddy. Yeah. Like looking for backup. And then... Megan's response is, what? I'm not playing it. Yeah. And she just looks at him like, like, like what's happening? Like that. I- and then they get up and change him. Yes. Get up and change him. One of the baby's diapers needs to be There's changed. a puzzle in pictures, Joe. <laughs> um, so that's Emma's favorite thing. And she, she is like very adamant that we talk about that. Emma is Megan. I'm sorry. Emma's grace. I'm Megan mm-hmm. because my children are chaotic. Emma's always there helping me. I only have two. But one of them equals three or four or four at any given time. So Emma and I are very much Grace and Megan. Um, And then her other favorite line was I'll change her, which is Joe. And he's definitely not getting up to change her. Yeah. He's, he's saying that while he's drinking a beer. Yeah. He's like, I got it. I got it, Grace. I'll change her. And he's like literally just saying it while he's drinking. And then Grace ends up changing her. Of course. As the good friends. So those are hers. Mine are very much the same. There's the scene afterward, though, where the dates happened. It's been like a disaster. Joe and Megan are trying to put together bedtime for all their kids. There's kids like asleep on the floor and under a table. And they're just like trying to pull them up, get them into bed. And he starts making out with Megan. And when the kid says, Dad, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite. Dad, what are you doing? And he says, I'm trying to put mommy to bed, too. Oh and my gosh. It's they're still, just like making out and it's so, so funny. Good. So good. So that's my favorite line. And you understand why they have so many kids? Yes. They have the, very well, and they're Catholic. They have a lot of kids. A lot of a lot of Catholic stuff in this movie. And then okay. my favorite sweet line. Okay. Can I do that one? Yeah. Is when Grace and Bob finally go on a real date and they go to one of his sites, his like construction sites and they're looking out over Chicago and he says, can I hold your hand? And she says, yes. And so they just like, they don't kiss or anything. They just are holding hands as they're looking out onto Chicago on one of the buildings that he built. And it's just very sweet. Well, and it's, and it's so great because he's been isolated and basically cut off from the world ever since his wife died. She has. And she's been isolated because she's been sick for yeah. years with these heart problems. And so they both don't, in some ways, don't know how to connect Yeah, like with other people. If you haven't dated, you don't know how to date, really. Or even like after, after sort of a traumatic yeah. series of events, like the trauma of her heart and stuff and yeah. his trauma of losing his wife. And so the movie, in a, in a way, it shows that it's beautiful that she does have a family and sort of like... Bonnie Hunt's family. Yeah. And she has a family in, Grace has a family in her grandfather and his friends. But at the same time, they long 
for like something of their own. That like, like interpersonal connection. Yeah, their own relationship. Yeah. Um, so it's really precious. I think my favorite scene is the uh, restaurant scene, which is the meet cute of the movie. And very cute. And the thing I love about it is as so David Duchovny ends up getting set up on this blind date with his friend. And this date, this woman on the date is an absolute disaster. Absolutely. She's like Karen to the max. Yeah, that's true. She is a Karen before Karen became a thing. Definitely Karen. And it is a, it's just an, so what's great is you watch David Duchovny's date disintegrating. And she's Mm -hmm. like just the worst and her laugh is annoying. She punches him when. Yeah, she punches him. When she's laughing. She's wearing like like a desperate outfit yeah like an outfit of desperation it uh, reeks of desperation yeah, it reeks of desperation <laughs> and uh she's critical of the waitress and yeah. she's demeaning there's nothing worse than that too than when you're out with people and they're like rude to the wait staff oh man it immediately disintegrates my opinion of them yeah it's true. It's the real test because you don't, if yes. you think like those people, oh, they work for me and yeah. how you treat them yes. is huge. So she requests this very specific water, but Minnie Driver's character dumps out the water, fills it with tap water, fills which the woman water. doesn't want Yes, and gives it to the woman and the woman cannot taste the difference. No, such a difference actually. And, she loves it. But David Duchovny, there's like a spark with yes. David Duchovny and he sees her dumping out the water and kind of was like, Approving oh, of it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So you while David Duchovny's date disintegrates, this meet cute is happening. Yes. Which is it's a wonderfully written scene. Also, Grace has a kind of blind date before that, too, in the restaurant with the hair transplant guy. Oh, I forgot about the hair transplant yeah. guy. Look how natural it is. And it looks like giant to- plugs. Terrible. Like horrible, di- horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh my god! Looks like how a child draws hair on a person. <laughs> it does. Oh, and so, so she's good. just come off of this absolutely horrendous, like quick meetup date thing. Yes, I forgot about that. And then he's David Duchovny is having a terrible date, but they find a spark. Yeah, there's in a spark. each other. It's so good. Well, and. I think the, uh, I mean, you fast forward through lots of ups and downs and meet cutes and then they get mad at each other or they don't know how to deal once they realize. They don't realize, know how to deal that Grace has Bob's dead wife's heart. Yeah. Grace has Bob's dead wife's heart is the summary. And once that comes out, everybody is just a disaster. Yeah. And then the girl goes to Italy. Yes. But it's good in a way because she finally leaves your comfort zone. She finally does something for herself. Yeah. I mean, like even watching that. For me, I'm like, whoa, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to go to Italy by myself back in the day when there wasn't like yeah, no cell phone iPhones stuff. and yeah. stuff to connect with people or connect with like who you needed to. Yeah. That's very brave. And the waiter, the very kind waiter that hears her whole story yes. is the best. Um, I take my break now. I take my break now. It's, it's so good. It's really just the best. And I love that. Yeah. It's the Italian guys are the heroes of the movie. They yeah. are. Yeah, they are, man. So um, with that, I have some very, very brief trivia. It's not, there's not a ton about uh, like online floating around about this movie. The one big thing is that uh, obviously, as we mentioned, Bonnie Hunt wrote and directed it. This is her masterpiece kind of like that I'm sure she wanted to make for years, but she puts tons of her family members in it. So if you look it up on IMDb, like tons of immediate family members, but also just extended family members, like random nephews are in it, like cousins, cousins, like nieces it's and they're just in scenes they're just like extras 
which is very much the way we would do it. Like if if I made a movie, we would everybody would be in the movie. Yeah. Or you know, like any Except of those, Coco would be the star. Coco is the star of the movie. But um, yeah, I think that's awesome. The second thing is the Jim Belushi character was almost played. They offered the role apparently to John Favreau of now he's like the Mandalorian guy, but he was kind of an actor, kind of a director. Uh, Who knows what could have happened if he had gotten this role, yeah, but I don't think he's right for it. No, he's not right because I don't know if he could pull off the, the like Chicago gruffness that Jim Belushi. Yes. And Jim Belushi through this one role and jingle all the way <laughs> became a defining character in our childhood. Like, I don't know yes. if as many people love Jim Belushi. Like, like if I saw Jim Belushi at the airport, I would scream and act like but it was also Tom doesn't Cruise. he remind you of your uncle? Uncle Mark? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love him. And the, uh, so the Jim Belushi thing was almost a disaster. Uh, but it, it, this is what, like one wrong person in that role. And it actually, the guy ends up being a jerk. I think that's what happens with yeah. Charlie, David Duchovny's friend. Yeah, Charlie. Like, no, Charlie's so unlikable. He's not very likable. But, but I think Jim Belushi's character is almost written the same way. But he he plays it better. Yeah, he does. He's just, he kills it. He's endearing. Yeah, he's endearing. I love him. Well, I love him also. And I think that the, and the last thing is, the location where they shot all the Irish Italian restaurant scenes is a real place, a real like pub, pizza oh, shop, nice. whatever. And it's, it's called like Twin Spires or something like that. I don't know. Is every pub in Chicago have like a twin twist? I don't know. Probably. But it's it's there. And so now my goal, my life goal is to get to Chicago and go to the pub and recite all the lines to the waitstaff. They'll hate you. And they will absolutely hate me. But I will not stop. <laughs> I will take pictures. I will like... You'll ask, ask for, for Swiss water. Swiss water and ravioli with cabbage. Yeah. That's, it's going to be great. They probably don't even serve food. <laughs> That's it. Okay, we'll be right back. All right, and we're back with everybody's favorite categories, borderline inappropriate and trauma meter. So first we'll hit borderline inappropriate. This is a PG movie. That's a very PG movie. It's, yeah. it's not, there's not a lot of weird stuff in this movie. It's all like lines. It's nothing physical is ever shown. But there is definitely some stuff that you're like, oh There's man. There's a slew of lines. <laughs> uh, what do you think goes on the um, borderline? Okay, where list? do we start? There's the part where Grace is talking to Bob when she is like covering the roses or plants outside. Oh, right, right, right. And she says, oh, he asks her out. And she was like saying something. And she's like, I had I had a heartwarming dream about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly what happens. But she's like, and, it, and he's like, is it scary? And she was like, no, it was sexy. And he's like, you had a sex dream about me? And she says, no, I didn't have a sex dream about you. I don't know where that landed, um, but that part I remember always being so uncomfortable. You're like, ah, uh, like, yeah. what is happening? Well, that, yeah. And every scene where Jim Belushi is hitting on his wife, yes, in front of the children, in front of the children, yeah. He doesn't have a shirt on. He's doing like a belly dance. <laughs> yeah, the belly dance. 
Oh, Megan tells uh, Grace not to shave her legs for the date. That's right. And she's like, it kept me a virgin till, you know, whenever. Because they have like seven children. Is that when they, they the Chooch Bertucci line is? No. No, when they're on that? the phone. Chooch Bertucci is when um, Jim Belushi has invited Father Rudy over. And Megan says, Grace has dated. And he's like, who? Chooch Bertucci? <laughs> <laughs> and Grace is like, I don't want that name said in this house. And then she crosses herself. She crosses herself. <laughs> Uh, that part's so funny. Which the implication is like, oh gosh, that's chooch. chooch What's per- wrong with chooch pertuchi? I know, man, but there's just an implication. There's something there. wrong. Uh, uh, what else is there? I mean, we mentioned a few already. The like inappropriate date girl. The the date girl, yes. Uh, oh, Charlie's jokes. Like I don't even want to bring yeah, them up. Charlie's yeah. jokes at that dinner are so horrible. Yeah, and and the um, the like. You've had some work done. Oh, you've had some yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, she's not a Buick. Yeah. It's, it's so good. So there, but like very lighthearted, but that's it. very like, yeah. Um, wholesome. If you could say it that way, if inappropriate jokes could be wholesome, they're very, that's so true. They're wholesome, inappropriate jokes. Uh, the other category we've got is trauma meter. So is there anything Ooh. traumatic in this movie for you? Let's talk about that first scene. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad. Bob's wife dies. What is the song? Oh man. Return to me. It's return to me. Return to me. Yeah. That's what it is. Duh. So Joe, I'm sorry, not Joe. Bob's wife gets in a car accident on the night of this. Slow motion. Like, like a fever dream. Yeah. I don't know how much I can sing. So she dies. And then he comes home and he's like, just, sobbing on the floor oh man and the dog is there <coughs> the dogs and the dogs there and like the dogs waiting for her to come yeah, back he's just waiting for her to come and it's just heartbreaking like that was one of the first scenes i think i've seen in a movie where it was like grief was very raw yep yep because disney movies obviously have a lot of like trauma a lot of dead parents a lot of dead parents but it's not dead that dramatic. people but it like it's glossed over it's sort of in the background this was like very, this and Ever After had very visceral yeah. grief scenes. Well, and it's funny because the rest of the movie is it is kind of so lighthearted. Yeah. There's nothing this dramatic in the rest of the movie. No. But it, so I, I think that's what, the re, what I was trying to say in the beginning, like the four out of five for me is like, it's a weird, it's kind of a it's weird so jump. heavy. It's like a super heavy scene and then like. Never mind. Yeah. This is fun times. You know, like, and Frank Sinatra's playing and yeah. 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 So that uh that's traumatic. I think that this movie made me think dating was traumatic. Like there definitely there, makes it seem that way. Th- like there's nothing about this that makes you think, oh, I would love to go date a person random people. <laughs> you know, like I would love I can't wait till I'm getting set up on blind dates. Yeah. That was not you don't get that at all. And I also think the yeah, the surprise revelation that destroys your relationship. Yeah, I was thinking about that today and was like, I don't think I have any context for that. Yeah. That you have somebody you loves. Wait. Someone you loves who they loved 
organ that they died giving you. Okay. Well, and that's the other weird part of this movie is the, and it's funny, they don't actually delve, the movie does not actually delve into how deeply weird that would be. Yeah. And the other thing is, I, okay, just quick, okay, quick, like aside, I don't think it would be that weird. You don't? No, because it's just an organ. I mean, you want them to be an organ donor. And if they're, yeah. if they're if, well, if they want to be an organ donor. Yes. And so like they help someone live and that would help you deal with your grief. And then to meet the person, because I've heard more stories where like somebody's relative dies and then they meet the person that got the organ, got the organ. Okay. And it helps bring some level of healing uh-huh. or, or yeah. like hopefulness. Okay. So I don't, that that's, I don't understand the reaction Okay. of like, I just can't, you know, I can't do this. It's too, you know, whatever. It's, it's too, too hard. hard. Let me tell you, I, one time, I don't remember how old I was, was looking at dad's license and he has organ donor on there. Oh man. And I must've been young, but I became like furious and I was furious that my dad, if he died, would be a taken apart Oh man. Well, I mean, he's not going to need the organs. He's not going to need the organs. I don't know how, I must've been very young, but I was like, I cannot believe this news. <laughs> I couldn't believe uh, it. Funny. So maybe David Duchovny had the emotional intelligence of a seven or eight year old. Yeah. It's, it's true. He doesn't look like he's processing his grief in a healthy way. Like it looks like, no, his, definitely it, not. Okay. Well, so maybe it's this, maybe honestly, he, despite being isolated, he actually hasn't processed like his wife dying. Yeah. And so Grace having his wife's heart, his dead wife's heart, isn't as much about Grace as it is about like, it's forcing him to like confront yeah. what happened. Yeah. That would make more sense to me. Because he's sort of living in this like purgatory. Yeah. Like he's ordering out every night, the dog food's in the drawer. Like he's not getting his life... And I realize that grief is very nuanced, but he's not making any attempt to like, Yeah, this is my new reality. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm just in this, this sort of limbo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agreed. I think the, the trauma of, um, one day becoming an old man that just sits around and plays poker <laughs> is for some people it could be traumatic, but I actually just am excited about that. It sounds amazing. I think it just sounds like my best life. Like you just hang out and yeah. play poker with your friends. Yeah. Eat Italian, Irish food. I'm in. That's so great. But I do, I could see being like, Oh man, like that's what you have to look forward to. But I think it's great. I love yeah, it. I uh, love it too. All right. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back with the last segment. Why did our dad make us slash let us watch this movie? And what does this movie mean in our family? I've got to be honest. I don't remember dad making us watch this. Yeah, well, how did? it's funny. It's one of those movies that I, I think we just have, I just remember it being on. I don't remember actually even sitting down to watch it. Why did we always watch it with the Walshes? Yeah. And the Calabellas, though. Because well, we loved romantic comedies. Yeah. And it's a very clean, lighthearted, wholesome romantic uh -huh. comedy. So I think that's that's one of the Here's reasons. Here's my memory of it. 
that we watched this movie a lot when mom and dad were on dates with like Joe and Rhonda and Tony and Mary. Oh, interesting. And we would just like watch it at home yeah, with all the kids. Yeah. I, it, I do love a good romantic comedy. I think it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, I think we all do. But the thing I remember dad cracking up with, the, the dad connection to me is the old The old guys. guys. Which he wasn't like an old guy when we started watching the movie no, like 20 years ago. Not. He's always seemed younger than he is. Yeah. But I always felt like the connection to dad is two things. One, he he is that kind of like normally he's that happy kind of old guy. Yeah. And just enjoy like enjoys hanging out, uh-huh. having fun with people. And I think also a little bit like the grandfather though, that he's like a little bit worried. Yeah, he's he's and he's always a little bit worried about like his kids or grandkids yeah. or like are they are they okay? Yeah. Don't what did he tell Coco about the hair thing? The don't go outside with wet don't hair. Don't go outside with wet hair. You can't yeah. go outside with wet hair. That's yeah. not a real thing, right? It's a Mexican thing for sure. Well, I know it's a Mexican thing, but that's not like an actual thing. You get sick no. from doing that, right? I don't think so. Because I sleep in wet hair every <laughs> night too. And that oh was the gosh. other thing. Like, don't sleep in wet hair. You'll wake up with a sore throat. But, you know, dad's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, he's going to get true, mad at though. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, I think here's the other family connection to me about this. Because this movie is very much about Jim Belushi and, and Bonnie Hunt's families, family adopting Grace mm-hmm. sort of into their family. Mm-hmm. And the old men adopting grace into their family they're like they create their own family mm-hmm. and it, so she has these two families yeah and as long as i've been part of our family we have always adopted people we've always adopted people yeah and it, we were thinking about it the other day and jen was asking me like wait, how many people have you guys adopted over the years and we just have these people that yeah like, we have these people that they're like there all the time for a little while yeah, usually because like they move or they're here for a season. Like we had a yeah. really good doctor friend that was here yeah. for med school that we love him and it, I we love him so much. He comes into town and we're like, yeah, yeah, and it's like he's family and he's home. Yeah, and I think or, the, or these other families like the Walshes that are yeah. our family. Yeah, usually like, and I don't know why, but I, very much the the family dynamics feel like our family. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I think the, the the inviting people into your family also feels like our family. Yeah. I have some bitterness about it, but... What do you mean bitterness? Well, you know, like when we were talking about the that thing you do, how yeah. like things are always for a season. Yeah. And I hate it because I'm like, I liked you for a little bit and then you left. Right. And yeah. now I'm just going to be bitter that you were my friend and you decided to leave. Mm. But... The old guys wouldn't feel like that. No. So I shouldn't either. Well, and yeah, I was going to say, and the, the old guys, if, in an alternate version of this movie, I could totally see the old guys just adopting Bob. In l- general? Like, as a, as yeah. like a guy that they play cards with. Right. Like without the expectation of like, oh, he's yes. got to get together with Grace. And actually, they adopt Charlie too. That's right. They I go bowling. About that. Oh, dad's favorite line. For or against. Four, 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 four. Yeah, the bowling, the party. bowling scene. Yeah, yeah. And Charlie needs these guys. Yeah, and Charlie the- gets adopted too, and he's like, he's just there, and I love it. Yeah, I, I remember, like, and and what's great about it is, I feel like some of our friends also live this way. Like the Walshes, I remember our friend Don Ho, 
Uh, <laughs> not his name's not really Don, but in in Canada, yeah. it's just still like a part of. The, He's the, part of the family still. And yeah. So I, it makes me it makes me happy because it very much feels like that there's something beautiful and cool, and it's not often in movies a thing that's portrayed, especially in romantic comedies. Yeah. In romantic comedies, it's all about the connection, right? Like the the magic, not and necessarily the, the connection between a person and their chosen family. Yeah, but you get you get that in this movie. Yeah. They like actually integrate and which I think is much more true to life because you do want your family to like your girlfriend or boyfriend, husband or wife, whatever. Yeah. And, if, and sometimes they don't and it's just weird, but like yeah. you hopefully Hopefully they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels great too like even when you just invite a friend over and your friend gels with your family. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, okay, we can we can do this. Like, we can all be friends together. And I feel like our family is very unique in that, too. That it's not just, like, your friend. It's everybody's friend. Yeah, that's true. And we've had a few that, like, not everybody liked. That's true. That, like, maybe I was like, this person's the best. And Ricky's like, this person's the living worst. Yeah, yeah we won't name those people. We won't but name them, but like it's them. happened before. It's happened. Well, and sometimes I, I like hanging out with people and the family's not, like, big on it. Yeah, and we'll always ask, like, in a text, like, hey, can we ask this person over on Sunday? And sometimes it's like, oh, But no. I think that's very true to life, you know? Like, yeah. you gotta, you have to, you have to accept those people have to accept that you come with a family. Yeah. I, that's a better way to say yes, it. Yes, absolutely. They have to accept you, that part of you is a family. You're not, no man is an island. No man is an island. That should have been the title of our podcast. <laughs> we should go back and rename the podcast. Not it's movies no are longer made us, movies are done. Made us watch. No man is an island. Yeah, and we got to do that movie. Yeah, like, we do have to do that movie about a boy, right? Yes. Oh man, not featuring Minnie Driver. But well, but the TV show did. Yeah. But at that point, no. yeah, no. Uh, okay, so that'll uh, I think that'll wrap up our actual movie discussion. There's so much that could be like. It's probably good that Emma's not here today because. It would go on for hours. Okay, last, last, last question is this. If, so Irish-Italian restaurant, such a weird mashup. Yeah. If you were to do a restaurant mashup, what would your restaurant mashup be? Oh, man. Like, and because here, here's what's funny is like, I, I have one. You can think about it. I have one. Okay. Which is, so Jen's mom. Yeah. Is sort of Italian New England. Okay. And she married a Peruvian guy. Yes. And so it is relatively common that she will make like, like they will make food uh-huh. and it will be like Peruvian. Italian. Italian food. Okay. And it's not bad. Like I don't hate it. It's actually pretty it great. Works. It actually is pretty great. Yeah. Like a lomo saltado, like a meat with potatoes. Yeah. And then like pasta. Over pasta. Yeah. Or with pasta, a yeah. side of pasta with that. It's and well, and and Marzio is also oh, half a Italian. little bit Italian. He's yeah. half Italian, so he's half Italian, half Peruvian. It works. And so my dream now, after watching this movie, is this could be Marzio. Marzio <laughs> could have an Italian Peruvian restaurant, okay, with the special, like, the special plantains and yeah. bread and everything. So mm. anyway, do you have one? I think Southern Mexican. Yes, and we could call it Irish. Yeah, because granddad, our grandfather was from Mississippi and he made all the classic southern like grits, biscuits, cornbread, cornbread, fried okra, 
fried green tomatoes, like all of that. And our grandmother was New Mexican and made all the classic New Mexican chilies and things like that. And so we grew up like grits with green chili was a standard. That's it. Or like uh, eggs and biscuits with a side of red chili on top. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. It's so good. It's so good. It's so, so good. So yeah, I would love, I would call it Ira T's Mexican, Southern Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be, I think it would like work. I think it'd be awesome. For sure. Especially if like, especially if you had like a food truck and you could just like sling. Sling the stuff down. Yeah. Oh man. Now I really want to do this. Now I want to make breakfast. This is what we'll do when we're retired. That's right. 20 years from now. 20 years from now? I don't know. When do people retire? Well, now, like never. We're never going to be able to retire. 40 years from now. (laughs) Yeah. When we're 60. Yeah. I was going to say that, which is actually not that far away from some of us. Let's not talk about our ages. Okay. Uh, well, that wraps up our Return to Me special. And we're looking forward to bigger and better things. We're definitely back. And we're definitely back. And we're so back that I bought a little two-track mixer. So I cannot wait till next week when Emma and Kara fight over the mic. Yeah. We'll be three siblings with two mics, which is a recipe for disaster. Especially putting me and Emma together. But... It'll be great. I mean, I could be a, uh, well, we We'll figure it out. out. We'll fight over it. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>